great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning on this Monday and happy Halloween. I hope that you folks had a great weekend. A lot is going on, a lot for us to ponder during uh, during this hour. One, the deadly fire in the Bronx. The dead include three brothers ages 10, 12, and 22, as well as the 22-year-old's baby, which happened to be a 10-month-old girl, 10 months old. Uh, that happening in the uh, Castle Hill section of the Bronx Sunday. Sunday was also the first church service following the death of uh, the Reverend Calvin Butts, a prominent uh, uh, African-American leader at Abyssinian Baptist Church in Harlem. Early voting underway in New York and New Jersey, and a sicko throws a wrench through a window at St. Patrick's Cathedral. But, of course, the story that is, if you will, leading them all since Friday, the hammer attack on the 82-year-old husband of Speaker Nancy Pelosi in their own San Francisco home. Their own home. I'm not one. I'll listen to you folks this morning. I am not one. I am not big, as I constantly say, on conspiracy theories. I know that there are a lot out there, but I want you to think about this for a second and let it sit in, not being safe in your own home, not being safe in your own home. Speaker Pelosi was not there at the time. Just imagine, well, she she has security, but imagine what could have happened if she was home and security was away or did not realize what was going on. Uh, the suspect asking at the time of the break-in, where's Nancy? This was not a Republican attack. This was not a Democratic attack. This was done by someone with serious problems, serious mental illness. And I am, I am begging you folks that we have got to, and this is nothing new for me, for me. You've heard me say this many times. We have got to tone down the rhetoric. We have got to turn down the temperature in this country when it comes to politics. And that's why on this program, I don't really respond to people that say ne- nasty, negative things. You're not going to get my attention that way. I will respect you if you make a passionate argument rather than the name-calling, which some seem to believe is the norm for talk radio. That's not the norm on this show, and it should not be the norm in our country. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. What is not helping the matter regarding the Pelosi attack? What is not helping the matter? Hillary Clinton tweeted a link to that story along with the message that said the Republican Party and its mouthpieces now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It is shocking, but not surprising that violence is the result. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follow. Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter, the brand new owner of Twitter, 
wrote to Hillary Clinton on Twitter at 8.15 Sunday morning, linking a story published on a right-wing website called the Santa Monica Observer that questioned the circumstances of the attack on Pelosi. And uh, it said, or he says, that there is a tiny possibility that there may be more to this story than meets the eye. This website was no longer accessible uh, late Sunday uh, morning. Again, we have got to turn down the rhetoric which leads to this. And uh, a fact-checking website uh, called Media Bias Fact uh, check rates, uh, uh, media bias fact check rates the Santa Monica Observer, which had this original story, as a questionable source based on the routine publication of false and misleading information and the use of poor sources. And then we also have the New York race for uh, governor. Uh, in which Obama recorded a radio ad for for Governor Hochul. You'll hear that in just a second. Ron DeSantis was in town, was in town for Lee Zeldin. We'll hear a little bit of that. And um, with all of this, what's going on as it relates to Nancy Pelosi's husband, I want you to listen to this, folks. We're going to go to your calls in just one second. Obama, former President Obama, was in Michigan um, campaigning for Democrats. He's all over the country since Biden can't go because Biden is a liability. Obama's been campaigning all over the country. And in Michigan, in Michigan, while talking about the attack on Paul Pelosi, Obama was interrupted by a heckler. So, sir, sir, we only with, with, come on. But this, but this is, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I mean, we're having a conversation. what your position on Obama may be. He's right, basic civility. And it's been said by those on the right and the left, we need to return to the days of basic civility instead of this uh, vicious attacking uh, of each other. As I mentioned, and we are about to take your telephone calls, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, one of the leading Republicans, his name mentioned for president in 2024, He was in town, Ron DeSantis, on the behalf of Lee Zeldin. Are you ready to elect Lee Zeldin as your governor? I'm so happy to be here because I think it's great in politics when you don't have to choose between the lesser of two evils. You can actually support a very strong, capable candidate. And Lee Zeldin is that man, and he's the guy that can turn New York around. Governor DeSantis of Florida uh, campaigning, stumping for Lee Zeldin. And as I just said to Curtis Sliwa, if you ask me right now at this moment, where does the race stand? And Curtis is right. I do have a very good track record of uh, predicting elections. But right now, I'm not so sure, to be honest with you, because my hunch says 
if the Democratic base stays home or even a, a little bit of a drop, Hoku's going to be in deep trouble. And so I think it's still her race by maybe 2 or 3%, but Zeldin has a very good chance of pulling this off. I'm not playing both sides. I am telling you and my professional assessment, the way that I see this race. Let's start with your telephone calls. We'll begin this morning with our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you. I hope you had a great weekend. Thank you. I Decent weekend. I hope you had a good one as well. About the same as yours, it sounds like. <laughs> but thank you. Um, uh, quickly, I had a couple of points. Um, on this Pelosi situation, anytime anyone is hurt, it's a horror. And the fact that you're invaded in your own home, I've been had my own home robbed. That's unsettling enough. Um, but I will say that, um, first of all, I'm very, very surprised that they didn't have an alarm system and or some sort of on-site security, dogs, men, something. That I find shocking that you can just break a a backdoor window and get into the Pelosi's house, the $6 million home from what I read, and she's third in line to the presidency, that to me is shocking. And it's scary, actually, because if that fool could get in there and do what he did and wreak the havoc he did, the mayhem, then what could someone that wanted to actually get Nancy Pelosi have done? Like, you know what I mean? For security, national security purposes. And then other than that, um, I just want to say I find it, interesting how we value some crime more than others. And like when Breonna Kupfer was stabbed 26 times working in a store in the middle of the afternoon in in um, California, it didn't choose the graduate student, a beautiful young woman. It, it was just kind of a blip on the screen and you didn't hear much about it. Um, there are shocking crimes every day. We don't attribute them. Um, to anything other than normally just really lousy, um, you know, whether it's no bail or lousy DAs or whatever. But the motivations people are trying to pin on this, and for Obama to say what he said, what Obama said sounds nice, but where was he when Sarah Huckabee Sanders was being chased out of a a restaurant as the White House press secretary? Where was he when Candace Owens was getting eggs thrown on her and being spat on? Where was he last week? When the conservative speaker couldn't speak at Penn State and was spat on and um, almost violently assaulted and certainly surrounded by a crazed mob. And you know what it's like for conservative speakers to try and speak anywhere now. They'll say it's a security risk. And so we can't have you here. Well, what does that say? I don't hear Obama speak about that. So I think his, you know, he likes to sound all eloquent and sincere, but I think he's full of BS, sincerely. Because if he wasn't, why don't I hear him speaking up every time? Where was his tweet about what happened at Penn State? Where was his tweet about what happened or his comment um, on what happened to Candace Owens or Sarah Huckabee Sanders or or what um, Maxine Waters said about going out and getting people? It's like one side is responsible for everything. I've said this to you before in these circumstances. And the other side, they don't exacerbate anything. They don't get people wild up. They don't, they don't, you know, when, when uh, Biden was calling a MAGA supporters fascist or semi-fascist, he's not stirring anything up. And well, uh, when Steve Scalise was shot at the ball field and, the, and they were fired upon by a Bernie Sanders supporter, I remember specifically the Republicans saying that that one crazed man, Bernie Sanders, is not to be held responsible for the actions of a crazed man. I remember specifically. And Steve Scalise nearly died. That, that, that is true. I, I, I thank you for the call, Jennifer. I, I do have to move on. Uh, we, we have a lot of calls this morning. But, Jennifer, you, you did make some good points about uh, others that have come under attack. And there has to be the same the same energy in condemning these attacks as is the same energy that's being used right now. My point is real simple that on either side, either side, it it has to stop because this goes way, way, way beyond our politics. There are people that unfortunately are ill and they take it as a calling sign that it's upon them to act on this 
and to to make things right in, in the way that they see the world. And it's very, very dangerous. Douglas in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm going to carry you tonight. I'm good. Thank yeah, you yeah, for asking. I, I think this was a terrible act. As much as I don't like Mrs. Pelosi or her husband, it's a terrible act. He shouldn't be, be attacked with a hammer like this. It's just terrible. And uh, both sides, the leaders of both sides, have to stop inciting violence, you know. Mr. Trump was guilty of it, and Mr. Cuomo was guilty of it. And a lot of leaders of this country are guilty of inciting violence. And for a long time, many people were threatening uh, to kill Mr. Trump. It was unacceptable. I mean, this has to stop. I mean, you know, people who threaten violence have to get a visit from the police. Yes, we we, we agree on that, Douglas, uh, a, a thousand percent. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have enough up police officers to respond to, to all the attacks. And, and then it becomes a matter of which one is serious enough to warrant their attention. Thank you. Thank you for the call. And I do want to go back to something that Jennifer just said in terms of security at the Pelosi home. Yes, uh, third in line to become president of the United States. The entire security detail around her travels with her. But you would think being third in line for president, that there would be serious security at the Pelosi home because there are cases um, when sometimes the security details will expand to family members. Let's go to Linda on Long Island. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Hi, Dom. I love you. Thank you. you know, I love you, too. Thank you. I know. I know. Thank you. Uh, you know, when I when you said that about turning up the volume, the first thing that came into my mind was Nancy Pelosi went all over. It was all over the TV, radio, the media that she wants to beat up Trump and the ex-president. She wants to beat him up. Right. I think she I've said never, she wanted I've to punch him. I've never heard anybody say that. She was caught on tape like or on tape. Uh, I think right. recorded by her daughter, I her believe. Daughter. Yeah. A documentary maker. That. Right. It's right. disgusting. Why would and remember that time when she tore up the speech? Yes. Okay, but she Linda. Did that? I mean, but, she's she's not a she's a, not a decent person. Okay, but Linda, you know, but, but but what about what but happened? Of course, to, she should never do that. Of but, course but, not. But what what about what happened to her eighty two year old husband? I, I know that's what I'm saying. Of course, that should never happen. But I mean, I, I don't. I don't ever, you know, I don't forgive that and think that's a great thing to do. But, you know, there are nuts around. And also I heard that he was involved with the um, uh, Black Lives Matter and, you know, the nudist thing. And he was a, a nutcase. I, I mean, he had two wives and at the same time. Did mm. you hear that story there, about there, him? There, like there are all types of stories going on that I'm not going to repeat, Linda. Right now, but I do, I do thank you uh, for your call, and I hope that uh, that you have a great morning. Let's go to BJ in Queens. Good morning, BJ. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dom. Long hard time no hear, no see from. So uh, good to hear you. Look, I'm very sorry that Mr. Pelosi was attacked, and I hope he uh, it recovers. He's an elderly gentleman. He's had a very rough year, uh, and uh, this yes, is terrible. Yes. He has. And it's, uh, you know, these bad things happen, you know, uh, in succession, sadly, uh, you know, but uh, my whole uh, reason for calling you is that uh, the worst thing we can do is jump to conclusions. We have to figure out before we turn this into another, you know, conspiracy whack job thing, what happened to this gentleman? Number one, uh, I see a plague of violence that has erupted around the country that has reached the poor people, and now it's reaching to the highest levels of society. And we cannot be told anymore that crime is just perception. And this is what we've been told from the mayor of New York throughout the country, that this uh, this is just perception. And the, no, it is not perception. We are witnessing the breakdown of the civil society, and we need to do something about it, which leads me to my second point, and that is Lee Zeldin for the win. Ron DeSantis did not come from Florida to back a loser. He backs a winner because he's playing with his own political future as well. 
and uh, you were very close. I was the guy that told you that you had a crystal ball, uh, and it was very shiny, but it's not so shiny. So right now it's a jump ball. We have to sink the basket and make Lee Zeldin for the win in New York. Well, I I hear you, BJ, and I I thank you for the call. And your point is dead on. Uh, Even though this was an event by DeSantis that was rescheduled because someone on his security detail uh, was killed, and so he couldn't make the first appearance with Zeldin. But you are correct. Do you think a man that is considering challenging President Trump for the Republican nomination for president, do you think he would be here in New York uh, a week before the election if he thought Zeldin didn't have a chance? That just wouldn't be smart politically. So you are correct in your assessment of um, of uh, Governor DeSantis being here on behalf of Lee Zeldin. We are going to let you hear. Uh, as I say to you folks all the time, uh, cats at night, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m., and on the weekends, it's must-listen-to radio if you want to stay informed and know what is going on. So just in the last couple of days, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo has appeared again, and uh, Congressman uh, Peter King was, saising, was uh, praising uh, Lee Zeldin, we're going to let you hear that in a few minutes. He appeared on the Sunday uh, roundtable. We're also going to let you hear the Obama commercial for Governor Kathy Hochul. We're going to do that after the break, but right now we are going back to the telephone calls. Most of you want to talk about the attack, the hammer attack on Nancy Pelosi's 82-year-old husband, David, in the Bronx. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I I appreciate what you've been saying about, like, waiting to find out what happened and not repeating conspiracy theories because there's been too much of that. And I also agree that there's been too much uh, talk that is not helpful where we condemn people who don't agree with us. I used to have many Republican friends. Now I don't have any because in the past six years, Something has changed in this country where we can't disagree with people and like them. Now, I don't agree with you on much, but I happen to like you for some reason. I don't know why. But <laughs> I like you too, David. <laughs> no, but seriously, you know, I'm serious I, I too. That, I yeah, wouldn't say I it, if, David. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. No, no, I appreciate that, Donald. Okay, but I think we need to reach a point where we can talk to people that we don't agree with and not call them names, not imply that they're not patriotic or that they hate this country or they're trying to destroy the, the, you know, whatever, the universe, the country, whatever. We need to change our tone. And I don't know when we're going to wake up and realize that. Hopefully someone won't have to be killed for us to realize that. But we really need to be more responsible. And I really do appreciate what you've been saying this evening. Well, thank you, David, uh, for the call calling this morning uh, from the Bronx. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, you, um, the magic number for you passed a long time ago. But it seems that the magic number for the mayor hasn't passed because he knows that Hochul is never going to get rid of the Manhattan district attorney. Now, when I say the magic number, what I mean by that is, unfortunately, unfortunately, that is the number of innocent, innocent, dead black adults, dead black children, and unfortunately, dead black babies. You've had enough, and rightfully so, because they don't deserve to die. They deserve to live. But the mayor doesn't care. How dare he back her when she refuses to get rid of the guy that's allowing crime? He should have told her, no, you get rid of Bragg, and then I'll back you, or else I'm not even going to say anything. How can you support her? I mean, oh, Okay, but Michael, but, but, but we have to be real, Michael. I mean, we, come on now. If Adams would have uh, withheld his endorsement, of um, Governor Hochul, his aspirations for the White House would be dead on arrival. We, we have to be realistic. People are being dead on arrival. People are being shot. And the majority of the, the innocent people that are being killed are black people. That's his own, it's his own people. The hell with 
your with your dreams of becoming president. Give a damn about your own people. Be a humanitarian. Be a good person. Worry about the lives of the innocent people first. For God's sakes, innocent black children and innocent, innocent, innocent black babies are being murdered by these thugs, these hoodlums, and you're, the only thing on your mind is becoming president? What kind of a human, be- human being are you? What kind of a person? She's never going to get rid of Bragg if she wins the election. And to be honest, you know she's going to win. If she, if she wins, and she is, she will never get rid of him. There's no reason for her to, because what the public is telling her is, we want him to stay. We agree with him being the, the district attorney of Manhattan. Hmm. Michael, I, I thank you for the call. But the only thing I take exception with is that it's not only uh, people of color I'm concerned about that are being hurt and killed. I'm concerned about everyone. Uh, yes, it may be a majority of people of color, but I'm concerned about everyone. Uh, that is ending up <clears throat> victims, and I'm still thinking it it almost haunts me every day. Um, a call about two weeks ago, the young lady that said she was on her way from home and was confronted by a homeless man at the Chambers Street station and that he spit at her um, but barely missed, and she was scared to death, and her voice was quivering. And I could hear it in her voice. And I think about her almost every day since that uh, happened. I see all your calls. Uh, When we come back, we are going to Los Angeles, Forest Hills, Astoria, Lindenhurst, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to let you hear what Congressman Peter King said on uh, the Cats Roundtable Praising Lee Zeldin. You're going to hear the Obama commercial that was done for Governor Hoku, and we will have a lot more. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and there is a lot to get to this morning. One, as I say all the time, Cats at Night, the Cats Roundtable, is like what's said about the uh, New York Times, all that's that's, uh, print to read, whatever the saying is. But that's the show on radio that is done by the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis. On a nightly basis, as someone that reports the news, it is must-listen-to radio for me to see which newsmaker on a daily basis is going to be on his show, on Mr. Katsimatidis' show. So on the Sunday program on the Cats Roundtable, I want you to listen to Congressman Peter King discussing Lee Zeldin's Amazing surge in the polls. Congressman King, tell us what the heck is going on. Nine days to the election. Are we going to save our country or, or, or it's going to go in the wrong direction? John, right now, again, I don't want to be claiming victory too early or being overconfident, but I say now, as of, as of this day on Sunday, all of the indicators are show the Republicans definitely winning back the House, having a very, very good opportunity to win the Senate. And here in New York, I think Lee Zeldin has at least a 50-50 chance, if not more. It's incredible when you think of it, John. In New York, there's 2 million more Democrats than Republicans. And by every poll, whether Lee is four points behind, two points behind, or actually, uh, you know, tenth or two tenths of a point ahead, this is an amazing surge that he's generated here. And to me, it shows the strength of his campaign and also the fact that voters, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, white or black, brown, whatever color they are, whatever party they belong to, they are more and more getting fed up and disenchanted with the Democrats' failure to focus on and get answers and to fight hard for law and order. Congressman uh, Peter King appearing with John Katsimatidi Sunday morning. Now, on the Democratic side, uh, Democrats realizing that Kathy Hochul's in serious trouble are pulling out their big guns. I want you to listen to the radio ad that former President 
This is the truth, folks. President Biden is radioactive in terms of for other Democrats. So that's why Biden, for the most part, cannot appear for the most part, even though the other day he was up in Syracuse uh, with Senator Schumer and um, and Governor Hochul. But that was on business coming into the state. This is the radio ad that former President Obama recorded for Kathy Hochul. Hello, New York. This is Barack Obama. I know it's been a minute, but I have a very important message. On November 8th, there is an election for governor in New York, and the stakes could not be higher. My friend, Governor Kathy Hochul, is the best person for the job, hands down. Kathy knows how to get things done. She's a strong leader who has met the moment and fought for you. Kathy is strengthening the economy, investing in public safety, and getting illegal guns off the streets. And you can count on her to protect abortion rights, voting rights, and everything else you care about. So don't sit this one out. Your vote matters. You can vote early in person starting Saturday, October 29th. Or vote on Election Day, November 8th. I'm counting on you, New York. Get out there and vote for my friend and your governor, Kathy Holt. Folks, uh, abortion is a very reproductive rights. It's a very important issue, but... I. I, I travel the country a lot, and you pick a city, almost any city, pick a state, and when you look at the Democratic ads, the name changes, but the attack is the same. Republicans want to get rid of uh, uh, of abortion, even in cases of rape and incest. That's what every ad in every state I have been in in the last couple of months, uh, states, and you just heard Mr. Obama mention that he didn't even mention the word crime. He says that Kathy Hoku was going to invest in public safety, but he, but he did make sure that he mentioned the word abortion. And so now Democrats are looking at losing in places that they haven't lost that in decades, lost in, in decades. And they're still sticking to their message. Let's go to Marion in Queens. Good morning. And we're also discussing the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. Good morning, Marion. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, let me tell you, Dominic, what I feel based on the experience that I have with elections in the past. Every time that there is midterm elections, the Democrat Party send themselves this white powdering envelopes directed to their candidates. That may then help them. Wait, wait, Marion, I, I didn't, wait, 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 wait. You said they send what now to, to their, I didn't hear the word that you used. What, what, okay, what I'm saying is that this is not the first time that weeks or two weeks before the elections, the Democrat Party come with the same theme in which uh, white powders are sent to them, and they say that it was Antarctica or whatever, and it was just any other thing. But they always say that it's the Republicans because they are attacking or preventing the Democrats from being elected. Now, I don't believe what they say about Mr. Um, Pelosi, because remember that we also hear about Seldon's family attack with those students in their house. So now it comes on a family of a Democrat that it has been attacked because someone break in the house. But other rumors that I hear is that Mr. Pelosi, which has a fame of being a drunkard, he was drinking with the guy and that they know each other beforehand. So an investigation is going to be put in place, but we're never going to see the truth. In my opinion, this is a stage, and that was something to people drinking, and it went sober. And this is why the uh, Hamas came out. So someone that is attacked by a Hamas should be dead. So you know what? I don't believe it. Well, 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 well Marianne, I, I, I thank you for the call. First of all, people have been attacked with hammers before and survived. Uh, unfortunately for Mr. Pelosi, he's 82 years old, so we can hope the best for him. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I, I am a journalist. And so you have to prove it to me first. And I know what you're alluding to. It's what everybody is alluding to. 
And I just, I'm not going to repeat it. I will listen to you folks. Uh, you are stating Marion, others are stating what things are so polarized in our country. We can't even agree on a crime incident because the allegation, what, what you're alluding to is that the suspect in this case was drinking at the home with Mr. Pelosi going five steps further. And I'll leave that up to you folks. And, and they got angry with each other and something happened. As a journalist, until I can prove different, I am going with the police version until there is something, and I'm not stating that there's going to be something else. I'm not stating that there's going to be another shoe to drop. It could be. It could be, folks, that this dude is just nuts and broke into the family home looking for for uh, Speaker Pelosi. It it happens. It happens. Let's go to Jeff in Forest Hills. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. Um, yes, Dominic. I just want to say um, facts over feelings. Um, it just seems like the people that gave this report were select. It's funny how uh, you still hear about Obama. What's he still doing in politics? Why are we still hearing about Hillary? She's still in politics. You know, if they didn't cry wolf all the time, the Jesse Smollett, I saw a picture of uh, um, um, Pelosi. Her hair was all disheveled. Kind of like the girl in the Kavanaugh uh, hearing. I just don't like it because the Democratic Party always tries to cement their position. Instead of helping the people, they spend more of our money and more time cementing their positions in future elections. It's just too much the boy cried wolf. We haven't seen any pictures. We haven't seen any videotape. Listen, if you're going to show me proof and the dude did it, then I'm going to say, okay, that's what happened. But until that, the guy made a statement. That's it. It seems like they, they're used to making statements running to the press before we see the facts. And then by the time the facts come out, they, they instill this, this picture in the people's brains. So the people that don't listen to you, which thank you for, 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 for keeping your side equal and even, but look at all the people that don't, that have your power to throw their voice around the negative way. So they put the spin on it before we even see the facts. So what are the people really supposed to believe? You know, she's up there batting her eye. But, but, but okay, if the dude got hurt, listen, I'll, I'll feel bad. But how could they say he was okay when he didn't get surgery yet? And what was the surgery? Two stitches? Or did he actually really, you know, no x-rays? We have no police report. We have no medical records. Okay, I, I hear so, you, Jeff. But but, there, thank, but you. thank you for the uh, comment. But, but, but there, folks, there are also privacy issues and you're not going to go into every single detail. What bothers me is that we can't even agree. We're so polarized, and we so don't trust the other side, no matter which side you're coming from, that we can't even agree on a crime incident. Denise, on Long Island, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Always a good morning. Always a, a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Dominic, Go right ahead. What I find very disturbing is, first of all, there's a lot of unanswered questions about this terrible attack on Mr. Pelosi, but that's a separate issue. To me, what I find very disturbing is that instead of the focus being on this horrific attack with unanswered questions, there is no doubt about that. But all of a sudden. Hawkeye comes out, and everything turns into a political attack. The Democrats, there is no doubt. They know that their backs are against the wall. So something comes up, and they grab on it to immediately, and they want to make it into a political issue. I find that deplorable, disgusting, and I find that to be low, dirty politics. Okay, and but, that's what I find. But, but Denise, disgusting. but and I've got to take a break. But I do want to ask you this question: When something like this happens, it is highly sensational, and whether the Democrats or the Republicans want us to cover it, it's going to be covered every ounce of it. So, how are the Democrats? Put Hillary Clinton's tweet aside for a second. How are Democrats making this political? Because Hoko came out, she found it chilling, and then she, and we got the president all pumped up, and he's all of a sudden it's against the you know the Republicans. This guy's a Republican, and he has this brings back January sixth, and he was 
spinning out saying thing about Nancy, 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 Nancy. I mean, what is it going to stop? I mean, really, Dominic, That's everything has to be. I mean, really, and you can't say that it didn't happen because I heard it. I stayed up all night long and I heard it firsthand. Okay, so I mean, when something terrible happens to a person, when does this double standard come into play? Did you hear anything about the the president say anything about when the AMS person got stabbed in the back when she was going for a sandwich? Did you hear him say anything about other people? I mean, will we wait till something like this happens and then all of a sudden something comes out like this? And all of a sudden, there's a Republican that says, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Oh, so, oh, always oh, tied to January 6th, and he's a Republican. And, you know, he's a, a magna. I mean, I mean, give me a break, Dominic. Okay. When is it enough enough? All right. Well That's stated. my point. Well, well stated, Denise, and I appreciate your call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. W-A-B-C. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank Bruno. Law.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, you already know it's bad out there crime-wise, but now the former New York City Transit President Sarah Feinberg was randomly assaulted near a subway stop in Chelsea. The former top boss. Feinberg, she did, while she was on the job, appeal for more cops. She was um, headed to the, um, she was sucker punched, and she was walking, and this happened at West 21st Street and 6th Avenue near the F train at 23rd Street, 1.15 p.m. In the middle of the day, October 20th, the attacker was walking the, the wrong way in a bike lane and suddenly turned around and punched Feinberg in the face. The motive was unclear, though there is a pattern of these thugs. I've got to come up with a better word, but of these thugs taking part in what is a sick knockout game by attempting to viciously uh, punch an unsuspecting person and to knock them out with a single blow. But what these idiots don't understand is they are going to approach the wrong person, and that person's going to turn around and pull out a gun, and then we'll have Bernard Getz all over again. And then the individual's mother will be telling me they was an honor student, and they didn't do anything wrong and they were just asking for a couple of cents, and you know how the rest of the script goes. But to punch the former New York City Transit president, and I understand she's a citizen like the rest of us, but she's the former top boss. And and these morons are, are, are punching the top boss. We also want to tell you folks, join 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation on Thursday, November 3rd, this week, with special guests and commentary, 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda, Ramsey Mazda, Back the Blue, Thursday, November 3rd. Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind? What's on my mind is I'm your reporter from L.A. I'm still here. Now, what I want to report is what I heard on the radio Friday, the local radio news, you know, in the morning. Uh, I uh, was listening, and this is how they reported the breaking news about what happened to Mr. Pelosi, which I feel very sorry for. Nobody should get hurt. But this is how it was reported. It was a well visit. The policeman went in, well visit. And the two of them were pulling on 
the hammer. All right? I heard it once. I never heard it again. If that doesn't sound crazy, I don't know what sounds crazy, but that but wait, is wait, what wait, I wait, heard. Wait, 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 Gracie. I'm about to take another call. You're in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm about to go to David in Los Angeles. And coming up at the top of the good, hour, good. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. But what I see, this is what I mean about our politics. So because two people may be tussling over a hammer, that sounds quite, if If somebody breaks in my house and I see they have a hammer in their hand, I'm not going to stand there and let them hit me, Gracie. I'm going to try and grab the hammer. What, right. What's crazy about Dom- that? Dominic, why a well a well check? They went into a, how did they get in? They had the key that they went in what, to what, check wait, on when you, him? Well, first of all, when you say they, I believe you're referring to the police. Yes, the okay. policeman went so, so, on so, a well check. Right. So, so, so I could see. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gracie. I could see. That he, you know, they go around to make sure they're all right. How did they get in the house to go in the living room, whichever room it was? And it was just reported once. And I wanted to hear it again because it sounded well, so, I we'll heard see, it. We'll see. It sounded but, so but Gracie, Gracie, the the problem with our media is that you have people reporting news today that I wouldn't let, some people, that I wouldn't let walk my deceased dog. And so because you heard it on a radio station, that doesn't mean that it's true. Just like you may hear something here. That doesn't mean necessarily that it's true. And the the apparently the Capitol Police, which are now part of the investigation, along with the FBI and the San Francisco Police, have obtained video showing the attacker breaking into Pelosi's house with a hammer. Now, we'll see. We'll see, Gracie. I thank you for the call. We'll see if that video um, evidence uh, should should uh, pop up. But police sometimes, if a neighbor hears something funny, so, like, I'm, I'm pretty close with my neighbors. If they hear something funny, I would want them to call the police, and the police would come on a wellness check to make, you know, considering I'm on the radio and you do have some nuts in the world to make sure that everything is okay. So I, I don't see anything peculiar or or strange about the story that we've been told thus far. David in Los Angeles, good morning. What's on your mind? Well, I'll say, Dominic, that's quite a game changer if there's video of the intruder breaking in with the hammer. Right. We'll see. We'll see. We will. Okay, but let's say aside that's not true. Let's just say that's not the case. Here's some points I want to bring up. First of all, the police never said the intruder was screaming, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? Joe Biden said that, and CNN reporters said that. Now, let me ask you this. 2.30 in the morning, the Pelosi's live in a gated community behind gates. How'd this guy get in? He doesn't have a car to drive there. And what does he do? He shows up. He didn't have a gun. Okay, I believe the hammer came from Pelosi and uh, the, the, the David, the, the, David, the suspect, struggled to grab the hammer from Pelosi. And if you listen to the dispatcher, they knew his name was David. So it says to me, Pelosi knew this guy, the name David. That, so you're telling me that a guy shows up at 2.30 in the morning, gets to a gated community, breaks into the Speaker of the House's home with no security. Okay, wait, 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 like, wait, wait, David, David, David. I, I can only go by the video that I've seen. They live on a public street. Where are you getting this from, a gated community? Oh, I heard they live behind gates. Oh, see, see, we can't go by on something like this, David, uh, what we hear, what some crazy reporter on some small radio station reported. The video, based on what I've seen, David, they live on a public street on a hill. There, I, I don't see any gates. Now, I, I'm not saying that they're not there, but 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 this, this is such a thank you for the call, David. This is such a sensitive story, folks. That we can't just say, "Oh, well." We can't just go with the talking points. You, 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 we, we need to know what we are talking about here. Susan in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Okay, number one, a gated community means that there is a gate around like a subdivision and that people have to go through security either with a code to get through to go into the streets. They're, they're, so that's what a gated community doesn't mean around their, their home necessarily. I, I never said, you're proving my you point, just, no. Su- Susan, Susan, you're proving my point from the street that, from this, the, the, it, maybe it's a different angle. From the street that they show, there are no gates and there is no gated community. I know what a gated community is, and there's no security from what from what we can see thus far. But please continue. All right. The phone call that was uh, heard, I heard it on this station, that somehow Paul Pelosi went into a bathroom where his cell phone was charging the call and the called and said that a friend, that was his voice, a friend, David, he ha- was ha- speaking in some okay, kind wait, of code. Wait, wait. Su- Susan, have you heard? Have you heard the audio with him saying his friend? Yes, you've heard the audio. Audio. Yeah. Yes, okay. They played well, it on this station. Okay. Well, I, I haven't. I haven't heard the audio. I haven't heard the audio. So, so, so you're saying Unless the nine one one repeated it? Okay. Well, yes. you, you know what, Susan. I, I don't like to comment on things that I don't know. So I haven't heard the 911 call, but I can assure you that I will listen to it and I will address this again tomorrow. But I have to step in. And to all of you folks that are holding on from Thornwood, Jersey City, Clifton, Astoria, Lindenhurst, New Jersey, Brooklyn, we're going to try to get to one or two of your calls. But first, I'm joined by my colleague, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. What do you have coming up? Well, we're going to uh, continue some of what you've been discussing in this uh, Paul Pelosi situation, which really seems to be capturing the imagination and the attention of all of our listeners. So we're going to continue giving people an opportunity to weigh in on uh, what they think happened and what what this means for our society. I agree with uh, many of the things that you said and uh, we're going to be continuing on that. We got some fun alien stuff and a whole bunch of fun Halloween stuff. It is uh, my first Halloween as a father, so I'm looking forward to doing some trick or treating this afternoon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, my son's going to be, he has multiple costumes depending <laughs> on what neighborhood he's going to. So hopefully we'll get some candy. Some candy, and it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It'll probably be more exciting for you, Dad. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> let's, let's go to some calls together. You select the uh, the next caller. All right. How about Fred in Lindenhurst? Good morning, Fred. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. How are you? Good evening, guys. Nice to see you. I, I'm sorry, Fred. We only got 20 seconds left for you. I didn't look I, at the clock. Go right ahead. I was going to say I'm a, a, well, uh, a well supporter in uh, actually helping him uh, lawn signs out for uh, – Lee Zeldin neighborhood, and uh, and I know the Kathy Hochul thing is a big thing, but I mean the uh, you know with the uh, with the uh, thing that just happened with the uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi thing, but the Lee Zeldin thing is pretty good. I hope he gets a good shot of winning. I'm okay, not- and I have to step in for it because we're completely out of time. Keep it right here, folks. Frank Morano will continue the discussion. I will be back tomorrow on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.